Okay, so you know this is the Ayala review. Y'all seen it already. And I don't even, y'all know, I'm not really good at reviewing. I'm just here to have a conversation with y'all about what I saw and what I got from it. So, it's, hey guys, it's me, Danny. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe and um, hit the bell so you get the notifications for when these videos go up. And if you are listening solely on the podcast, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to so again you know when these come up my dog is um <laughs> it's a pandemic y'all my dog is out here she playing with her toys so if you hear the squeaker make squeak squeaks that's because she's trying to have fun and she's trying to get my attention because she don't want me to talk to y'all anyway this is the next to last episode of i y'all to fix my life ever ever y'all like she this is the last one she done. She said she don't want to do no more. I, for one, think she has done enough because it's almost like... It's almost like we have learned all these lessons and people just ain't listening. One of the biggest things for me is the fact that people really come on here and think that they not that she's not going to go deeper than what they thought. Like, that always happens. It always happens that whatever you think you coming on here for, you not just getting that. You are getting a whole nother thing because everything goes deeper than what we think it is. You know, like your relationship, it ain't fail just because of the one surface issue is failed because the other person has some underlying things y'all ain't never discussed you have some underlying things you ain't never discussed and those things are feeding the fire of whatever is flaming up in your current relationship but we can go into that another time this episode for me was very interesting because this did seem like a family who wanted to do their work okay but they had a lot of work to do a lot of work to do okay so this was a mama and her brother that woman's adult daughter and her adult and young adult grandchildren everybody grown here okay there's a lot of people a lot of stuff going on so what happened was grandma was married to a woman i don't know if they were legally married because i really don't remember what year that this woman died so i don't know the partner the the, the partner died grandma's wife girlfriend partner passed away i don't know what year it was so i don't know if they ever were legally married but these two had been living together for a long time okay so long that the the grandma's daughter who is grown got to be in her 40s was conceived because these two women wanted to have a child now this daughter did not know who her father was because mama and partner never disclosed that information. But it comes came out to be that um, the two wanted a child. Then mama went to the hospital she was working with, working at, flirted with one of the guys who you know kept trying to kick it with her, had sex with him a time or two, and then she got pregnant. So she mama gave herself to a man so that 
in hopes that she would get pregnant because this was i guess is before people would think about getting in vitro i don't know why but that's how they, that's the method that they that they did to have a baby but even though mama and the girlfriend wife partner even though they they deliberately wanted to have this child, they never let this child know that we both your parents. Like that wasn't a thing. Mom just acted like, um, mom just acted like she wasn't together. Like they weren't together. She just kept talking like we partners, we friends, we work together, whatever. She need to live here, but they lived in the same house. They slept in the same bed. They shared the same things. Like they lived life everybody knew it all the kids the daughter was saying it all the kids were saying my grandma's uh, wife my grandma's wife like everybody knew it but mom didn't say nothing talking about she thought people wasn't going like her but they already in your house they already like you now we saw on a previous episode um i want to say two seasons ago i don't remember the singer monifa was on there and her daughter was saying that she don't believe in homosexuality and lesbianism. And so, you do have a point where, you know, people feel like they don't like anything. But I still feel like her daughter don't like, said that she doesn't agree with the lesbian lifestyle because that also took her mama away from her. She, I don't think she would agree with her mom being with a man. If that was going to take her mom away from her, she would have just been like, I don't know why she got to have a relationship and she would have tried to sabotage a relationship. Anyway, but we ain't got to go into all of that. This family was already coming up on the lie, okay? The wife, however, was playing the other parent role I, I I don't even want to say she was playing. She was that's what they were living. They were living the their their relationship and so they were living the other parent role. Let me tell you something. Um one of the things that's unfair to your children when you live like that. If you are somebody who is watching this and you are in a, a same sex relationship or any kind of non-society traditional relationship and you're not really trying to explain it to the children that you have living in a home you're doing them a disservice because what you are not showing letting them know is that they are seeing relationship play out and so we give them a false understanding of what relationships look like when we don't even let them know that we are in one it's also damaging to your children for your children to believe that you are not loved or that you have not been loved. You do not want to be 60 years old. You have been with a partner for forever. And your children think nobody never loved you. You just had this one friend that you kicked it with sometimes. But nobody ever loved you. And you don't. they don't get to see conflict resolve in a relationship. Because they don't know they're looking at a relationship. It's a lot of stuff that you know you, you kind of like cheat your kids out of. When you don't let them know what's going on. Uh, and I, but I understand, I also understand being someone who has had same-sex relationships, I, I have to admit that I also understand that there is a place in your life. First of all, let me tell y'all, if y'all hearing y'all didn't know that already, sorry. I'm not sorry that I am who I am. I'm sorry that you thought, you thought something else. 
don't make assumptions about people just because you see them walking around because you never know what anybody doing that's just the truth i mean this lady is like 70 years old she has been in that, on the show she has been in a homosexual relationship the majority of her life her adult life and people probably was at the hospital just looking at her like oh look old lady plus she had a bunch of kids i think she had like three kids or something i don't know how many kids she had she had more than one i can tell you that and this was an issue okay this was a secret in her life. You never know. So let me just go back. Being in a homosexual relationship at a time, I can say that um, it is hard because you don't want people to know what's going on with you. People go to church. You, the church people, they be ready to kill you if they know. So you can't say nothing there. You, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I stopped doing all my church activities because... I felt like I wasn't going to be accepted in those spaces and I didn't want to be sat down. So, um, I did pull away from all my church stuff. I love, I love church. I love going to church. I love attending church. I love being in some of the, uh, groups, ministries, auxiliaries, whatever they call it at your facility. I love doing all that, but you can't do it. Um, if you are unfortunately if you are living your true self again i told y'all the dog okay <laughs> sorry if you are living your true self you can't also participate in a lot of what's going on in the church that's just the thing so i get it that it's hard for people to come out but in your house you have to you, you, you have to be honest with your children and let them know, you know, kind of what's going on here because it's just not fair. Or at least, dang, by the time they adults, let them know and then they can make their own decisions about what's going on. And if you have loved on your children and been fair to your children and kind to your children, they're not going to out you. They, they Most likely, they won't out you. Now, if you having some issues with your children they might they they might out you and it's unfortunate and dang society y'all need to come up off of it I mean, we're in 2020 we're in a pandemic people have been dying by the droves at this point if what we want to do is also condemn people to death for life for life's cards because for me a lot of it is not choice. It is the cards you are dealt and you live with your life the way that you live with your life. But whatever, let's keep moving on. Mama finally comes to a point where um, her, her wife is dying. And so they're at the hospital. I believe she had cancer, but they were at the hospital and, and wife was so, so bad. Okay. Miss Ruby want to make an appearance. Hi, everybody say hi to Ruby because she always got to show up. Okay, so um, it, it, when she was um, sick, she was in the hospital and mama was saying, you know, I don't really know what to do here because they had, the hospital had suggested that they put her on a morphine drip. Well, here where it gets a little bit more interesting, the grandson, mama's grandson, is now married and his wife is a newly registered nurse okay and she let grandma know if you put 
I put her on the morphine drip, 90% chance that she's not, you're not going to, like, be able to talk to her anymore. She's not going to be able to, you know, like, she, like that's it, pretty much. They put her on the morphine drip, and that's, that's it. We, that, that's the last of her as you know her, okay? And so, daughter comes in, though, and was like, no, I want the morphine drip because she in pain. And the morphine drip going to take her off out the pain. And mom... And mom's standing there looking at the the woman that she loves and she's just like, I, I still need to be able to talk to her. There's so many things that we haven't said. There's so many things that I haven't said. And I need to get myself to be able to say those things. So the daughter and the, and the granddaughter get to arguing. Grandma was like, okay, okay, I, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. And then she left. When she came back after she tried to gather herself, she found that the morphine drip had been started, which would seem that the um, daughter gave an okay. They, maybe somebody came in and was like, okay, what we doing here? And the daughter was like, yeah, we decided to go ahead and do the morphine drip. My mom can't be here, but she about, she'll be back. Uh, who knows? Who knows who okayed it? Who knows who said what? But somebody said, do it, okay? So when when grandma came back, there was a morphine drip already there. And she was never the same. And then ultimately, she passed away. When that, you know, just tore grandma up. She was just like, I didn't want it to go this way. I wasn't prepared for it. I'm I'm not in a good way right now. So she didn't really want to deal with anybody. Somewhere along the line, and I don't know where again, like I'm I'll tell y'all, I ain't here for the um figgity facts because I don't got them. Like I don't know. Uh <laughs> I don't watch it that way. I watch it for the feeling of it and I watch it for what I what I what I get the messages I get out of it. So let's let's keep on rolling. Um, the daughter, grandma's daughter, her granddaughter has been in several abusive relationships. Okay. So she has a lot of number one anger because she's been abused a lot. She has a lot of self-esteem issues. She has a lot of, um, you know, hiding. She knows how to hide and then coming, you know, from the mama, she know how to lie a lot about a lot of things. So her perception of a lot of things is distorted that's just the truth sorry mama if you don't agree but that is the truth so uh at some point they get to arguing about something mom and the the daughter get to arguing about something um, uncle comes over and he's trying to like settle the situation. It ain't working. Daughter is getting in uncle's face and uncle, his account is that he pushed her out of her, out of his face. Like you want to get on out of here. Don't be up in my face. Get out. Now remember these is old people. They 70 something years old. Okay. 65, 70 years old. Daughter up in his face. He pushed her out the way. You, you can get on back. Go ahead. Get, take it back. Get it back. I don't know. Whatever. Do whatever you gotta do, but not up in here, up in mine. Okay. All of this. So daughter calls the police. She like, uh-uh, you put your hands on me. You call, she called the police. The police come, arrest uncle, and 
went to jail. Now, they went to court and all of that, and it, it, I guess the charges were dropped or they found him not guilty. I don't know which one, but he didn't, like, serve time like that or anything like that. But just the fact that he a black man from the South who got arrested because his niece called on him, and she fabricated her story, according to uncle. She fabricated the story. But the but the daughter is like no she her account of it is he grabbed her he drug her around the room hit her up against some chairs and you know bruised her up they said there weren't any pictures of bruises the lawyer was like she changed her story a bunch of times Rubes please don't please don't okay don't do that thank you all right she she bruised them. She she said there weren't any bruises. She changed her story like three or four times. And um, Daisy were just like, we can't believe anything you say. Now, I will say that I think that because of all the accounts and all of the incidents that she, she says that she has gone through with her abusive um, relationships, some of what she remembers is mixed in with other memories because once you get hit once and then you start you know somebody starts to hit you you start to remember about the last time that you were hit or the first time you were hit or the most traumatic time you were hit and then things get a little cloudy about what the reality of what just happened now as opposed to what um what has happened in the past that you weren't able to address okay and i feel like daughter wanted uncle to pay for a lot of the incidences that had not been addressed in her past relationships okay so when uncle went to court and they you know they needed to testify everything mama grandma she was on her brother's side and the daughter was like, oh, I hate my mom for this. I hate her. I don't love her. She don't love me. We ain't nothing. I ain't with it. She cut off. Now, this is a big running thing in a family. Cut off, cut off, cut off. I ain't talking to you. You done with me. I'm done with you, okay? And this is where it started to get tricky because when, when mama and grandma got into it, the other kids, the other people involved now are you know part of the play because mama not grandma but the daughter has want three children a son a daughter and then another son the son is married to the woman who was the the nurse who said don't put your uh wifey on the the morphine trip and there is a daughter in the middle and then there's an 18 year old son okay that's why i said everybody young adults at least well we find out that the kids and the mama don't get along either the her the, the daughter and her kids don't get along either with each other because mom number one gave the your oldest two to grandma so that she could go and be with a man 
the sun is saying i remember it i remember clear when she said if i gotta pick between you and this man i'm picking this man because he loved me and i gotta be with him and the son ain't never got over that. And, and, and it seems like until right then, they never even, that wasn't even something that was able to be said. Like it wasn't be able to be addressed. And so for me, I was like, dang, it's a lot. Like I'm trying to pull in. I'm trying to take all the stuff that's going on. And mom was like, I don't remember that. Okay. She didn't remember saying that. There were lots of things she said she didn't remember doing. There were lots of things she didn't remember saying. One of the other things that was brought up was the, the, um, the daughter. She said the daughter was also in a, in a, an abusive relationship and mama fell out with all of them because one, her daughter was an adult when she got into this abusive relationship, I believe. And mom was trying to tell her, you know, I see the signs. I see all the signs in this man. He's abusive. He's horrible. He don't treat you right. All these things. And the daughter was not listening to that. Mom then decided to take it upon herself to um, get her out of this relationship. And one of her tactics was to call her daughter and say, I'm going to call the school and let them know that you are a bad mother so that they will take your children since you want to be over here in this rela abusive relationship. And the daughter was like, to be my mom and to threaten to have my children taken away from me? How? Why would you do that? That's not saving me. Okay, and so then the, the son, mom decided she wasn't talking to the son because she said that this son befriended the abuser. She was like, how you going to be a man and you are friends with an abuser? I, I, don't, I don't respect you as a man. I don't respect you and I don't want to rock with you. And you might feel like, okay, I'm feeling that. But the son was saying she never had a conversation with me. And what I was telling her was there was a time when when we heard, you know, when the sister said, y'all, I, I know y'all see that little bit of smoke coming through. But that is my diffuser that comes in. It smells like apple cinnamon. It's so pretty. Um, keep me calm in my spaces. And so he was saying, my sister disappeared before with, some, with this guy and we didn't know what the hell was going on. And so what I thought was if I tried to hang out with them, me and my wife hang out with her and her man, if something crazy going on and I then I can see it. And if I can see it, number one, I'm about to beat them up or, you know, do whatever. And two, then I could tell my sister, like, I see you. I see what's happening. You got to get out of that. We need to talk about this and fix this. But you didn't want to even take the time to understand where I was coming from to then understand what I was trying to do. You just cut me off. You made me feel like I wasn't nothing, which is what you already been doing when you, when you, you know, threw me away so that you could go be with some man. Now, I, I got family and friends who have experienced that um i have a cousin who mama definitely ran for a man and i can tell you she ain't never been the same since that happened i for one know that my mom not not my dad but after that my mom was worried about anything other than me and one of the things that she was willing to do was put up with a man who was not okay and not, 
even as a, a young adult, he wasn't respectful to me. And my mom was like, hey, this is my man. I don't know what to tell you. If you want to be respected, go somewhere else. Like, I understand all that. So, I understand the pain when, you're, when your mom does that. I also ain't going to lie. I do come. My, my dad used to try to kick me out of the family all the time. Like, if I wasn't doing exactly what he wanted to do, he would be like, you can't be in this family. I don't want you to be part of this family. I don't want none of my siblings. I'm going to call my siblings and tell them not to interact with you too and I don't know if he made the call or if people agreed to do the thing but there would be periods of time when I wouldn't hear from those people and I in my from my perspective did accept that maybe those people didn't want to speak to me because my dad said she ain't in his family I will also tell you that there was a time when my dad told me he himself would pay to have my last name legally changed from his last name because he was disgusted with me living my life the way that I wanted to. And I will tell you what he was really upset was, was that I was taking my mom's side after they were divorced. And because I, the one, when my mom was getting a divorce from my dad and my dad didn't want me to, you know, choose my mom over him. He said that if I wanted to choose her, then I needed to have her last name. And he wanted to legally change my last name. So, I understand. Girl, don't even worry about it. Like, we'll talk about that stuff in another in another story. Maybe I'll do a story time about it. But I understand what it feels like when people push you to decide and make you feel like you ain't worth nothing. And that you're not valuable. And that people who don't even carry your blood... Um hold more weight in a family's member's eyes. Um, I feel like that's how I felt when my dad decided that he didn't want me in his family, but I also feel like that's what my dad felt when um, I decided, you know, that I was going to pick my mom over him. He was like, how? She don't even got my blood. You got my last name. Why wouldn't you pick me? But, you know, again, like I said, that's a whole other story. We can talk about those things another time. But this young man was feeling like people pushed me aside and I didn't want to lose my sister. I already lost my mom. You you pick and choose when you want me in the life. And most of the time, you don't want me in your life. And so, because you don't want me there, what's the point of me, you know, fighting for stuff over here? I'm trying to fight to save my sister mom kept being like I don't remember that I don't remember saying that I don't remember doing that I don't remember saying that and Ayanna was telling her like of course you don't remember because you like what a lot of times we don't remember what we did to other people that make that caused them pain but you always remember the pain that is caused unto you right and so they had to talk about it and then the 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 son and the daughter and the mother were starting to like come together and Ayana was like okay since y'all are starting to come together I'm gonna send you in another room have a conversation with each other try to you know reconcile yourselves and they did but when they went into the other room the son also disclosed to the mom that like one of the reasons why I was mad at you one of the other reasons why I was mad at you was because when grandma died the other wife um, you made it seem like you were only concerned with the fact that she used to give you money and you're not going to be able to get no money anymore. And you were upset that you weren't going to get money. And mom was like, no, you don't understand. I was mad at grandma because of what grandma did to me. And he like, you can't keep on being the victim here. Like you said, at some point you got to take responsibility for what you do. Which brings us to the next thing. Y'all, I don't know. 
I, I think I'm allergic to my dog, just to be honest with you. But I love her so much, so she gonna stay. Um, I feel like, um, Ayala wanted everybody to, because I, I think she was trying to get all the story out. Number one. And let everybody, you know, say what they really need to say and, like, be honest about the things so that we can get to the end of this. But also, take accountability for your role in this. No, but everybody came. They all came. Okay. They all came because everybody had a problem with the daughter, with the grandma's child, and who is also the mom to the other three. Okay. Everybody came because they all had a problem with her because they were saying she's just a volatile angry mean monster but Ayana was saying like y'all all play a role in what's happening here everybody did and um so Ayana puts mom and grandma together and they need to have their own separate conversation and the daughter was saying like i didn't look when growing up i didn't look like the rest of your kids i didn't know who i where i came from you never had any conversations with me about stuff you lied to us about you know being in a relationship with your wife we just i did just didn't understand what was going on as far as life was concerned and i was confused and then I was in these abusive relationships and then mom disclosed that she before getting with her wife she was in heterosexual relationships and they were abusive and so she so then they learned grandma was in the abusive relationships daughter was in abusive relationships and the granddaughter was in abusive relationships like this is their family pathology that's Ayana's word you know that she always speaks about the pathology and the pathology of this family is everybody get beat up or abused by somebody and then nobody talk about it everybody act like it don't happen and then also feel like everybody should know what's going on in their lives but don't say nothing about it because it's my life like there's a lot going on everybody need to just like calm down take accountability for how you related to the people that you were in your relationships with and stop holding everybody else accountable for not saving you and or not allowing you to drown like both because usually that's what you want it's like leave me alone if i drown i drown but if you see me drowning how could you not care like it's like we always get into that thing and this is like calm down sis okay and so ayana was saying y'all need to talk mama also said we had that's what mama told the daughter we had you because we wanted to have a child, but we never told you because we were afraid. That's that's just the truth. We never told you because we were afraid, and I can see now that it was not healthy for you. And, you know, I understand that you were closer. Daughter was closer to the wife, the, the parent who passed, and you were closer to them. We didn't address that that was your parent when you died. Like, that's another thing. Like, you know, if somebody's daddy died, and they grew up, and a girl was a daddy's girl. Everybody's like, oh, we got to love on her because she's daddy's girl and her daddy passed. If somebody is a mama's boy, and then mama died, it's like, oh, we got to love upon him because he was a mama's boy and mama passed. If there is children whose parent passes, it's like, oh, we got to love upon them because their parent passed. But because nobody acknowledged that this woman was their, their parent to these children in-house, 
when she passed, nobody addressed this woman like she lost a parent, but she did. She lost her parent, her mom, and she was hurting from that. And a lot of things she did were unhealthy because she never addressed the abusive re relationship she was in and then her parent died and she wasn't even allowed to mourn that person in the way that she needed to because nobody even addressed it that was a parent of hers okay um so that ayana then sits with the daughter alone let's have some conversations they had some conversations and Ayana was, you know, the woman, what was great was that the woman was there to heal. In this one, everybody seemed to be there to heal. Everybody wanted to heal. Um, there was one point, though, when the grandson, the oldest grandson with the wife, who is the nurse, he said, you know, like, I got to not be around mommy because the the son and the, the uh, brother and sister were talking and she, and she was saying that, one of the problems she had was that the the brother wouldn't let the sister take the take his child around his mom. And he was saying that she toxic. When she speaks, she says bad things about you around me. She says bad things about me around you. I don't want her saying nothing about me or you to my kids. So I don't want my kids in the presence because even though you may be okay with what happens when she's around, I'm not okay with that. And I'm not subjecting my children to whatever situation she got going on and that's fair so i only had to tell him that's fair he had to tell the the granddaughter he ain't saying he don't trust you he's saying that he has seen her behavior and at this point he does not trust that her ability to keep her feelings to herself is intact so he don't want his kids around him so that was the only time when there was like a blow up other than the um, daughter blowing up at the uncle at one point, you know, because they didn't agree about how they saw the situation. But other than that, everybody really was there to try to heal, to try to get together. They were listening. They were doing their work. I was very proud of the family. I was very proud of the situation. I was very proud of Ayanga because sometimes she she do come sideways when she's speaking to people and it turns people off because although we as a viewer may understand the tactic and I know I severely do understand the tactic because people don't know what you're doing, it can seem harsh. But in this instance, it was really good. And so this woman was really saying, like, I thought about all the stuff that I said. I thought about, you know, all the things that were happening. And I, you know, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person who lashes out on people. I don't want to be that person who does things. And then I don't even remember that I did them to people. I don't. One of the things I love that she was saying was, when you are living and you are having traumatic situations, usually because we have to keep going on with life, you just throw it in the back. She said it's her train, so she just throw it in the, in the train and keep on chugging along, okay? And um, what I really appreciate about that was she was saying, I can talk about my things and tell people the things that I've been with, which then made me believe that I was over them. But now I am understanding that there are things that trigger feelings in me that I am not over those situations. And because I'm not over those situations, 
when they come up, clearly I don't handle the current situation properly. And a lot of us are like that. There's so many of us. I know I'm one of those people. Well, now this year is different because the pandemic has opened up all of my emotional channels and it has been overwhelming. Okay. Oh, when I tell you overwhelming, like boom, like it was like somebody dropped an emotional bomb on me and it has Hiroshima spread out over myself. And I, there's so many days when I can't get control of it. But before this year, I could still tell you that I was over some things, but taking my own inventory, I realized that. There are a lot of situations that went on with my parents that I, I'm not I'm not over. I acknowledge them and I also can rationalize some of the things that happen because I can see my parents as people, but how they affect me, um, I'm realizing now where they show up. And so, you know, this woman was saying I I, I want to, I don't want to carry the train anymore. Like, it, it is there. I want to be able to acknowledge when these things happen so that when things happen, I can go ahead and, uh, what's it called? I can go ahead and talk to myself or talk to somebody about being better about it because it's not okay to it's not okay to think that you're okay or tell yourself that you're okay and then start to lie to yourself that you're okay and then take it out on people when they don't even know why they're receiving the behaviors from you that they are receiving so I, you know, I felt good about her saying that and being like, you know, like, I need to do things. And when I'm triggered, I need to hit the choo-choo sign. And a lot of y'all, a lot of us, we we triggered and we, we're not acknowledging that we are being triggered. And then we want people to pay for how they make us feel. But what, what we are feeling usually isn't what that person is doing. It's all of what we've been holding and we feel safe enough in this space to act a damn fool like that's usually what's happening that's the truth you usually flip out on the the current person because they seem to be the safest space for you to misbehave unless you're somebody who just slips out everywhere you go and you probably ain't watching this if you are but if you are it's time for some counseling. Let me just tell you that it is time you, you it is time for some counseling. It's time for you to go ahead on and say, I need to talk to somebody about some stuff because I got some deep stuff in here and it is not serving me well. If you lose losing friends, if people don't want to talk to you, you always being like, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, they can go. If you got if you got that kind of energy, I don't care what the verbiage is, you got this kind of energy. It's time for some counseling because you need to release that. It's okay to let it go. Uh, uh, the truth is, a lot of what you are angry about and hurt about, you are safe from today. Not everything, and I acknowledge that, but a lot of it you are safe from, and it's okay to to release it, but you need somebody to help you do that. And so, Rubes. So, me and Ruby, we both want you to know that it is okay to get some counseling. It is okay to 
it is okay to, um, you know, talk to somebody so that you can get your energy in a, in a healthier space for you. And that's what this woman was saying is that she wanted to be better. She wanted to have a better relationship with her mom. She wanted to have a better relationship with her children. She wanted to have a better relationship with herself. And at the end of this, they all were talking about, you know, um, how they, you know, want to be better moving forward. And I loved it because this was one of those things where people didn't walk off and was just like, forget her, I ain't never talking to her again. I think that at the end they were talking about how relationships, their relationships were getting healthier and some of them were trying and working on it and things like that, which is good. For me, like I said, number one, this is the next to the last episode. So um, the best I could do for y'all is come back and review some of the past ones. If you guys want that, comment down below and let me know if you want that. Because we could go back to some of the other ones and I could give y'all my opinion about those. But also, um, you know, when it comes to your family, number one, one of the biggest things I've learned is... The people in your family are not just who they are in relation to you. Like your auntie ain't just your aunt. She's a grown person who lives a life that don't that don't have nothing to do with you. Same as your parents. Your parents were people before they had children. And there are outside things that affect them that don't have nothing to do with you that have shown up um, in your life in negative ways, yes. But they are not just a parent. They are also a person. And so because people are just people... You have to see them as that and that will allow you to release some of the things that you are no longer um, that are no longer um, dangerous to you also you have to understand that that's the same for you you are not just your child's mama you are not just your you know your your partner's girlfriend boyfriend you are also your own person who came in with some stuff from their parents, who came in with some stuff that from the outside world, you know, their job, old relationships, things like that, friendships that, that didn't work. You have all those things. We have to acknowledge that we are people who feel things and that is okay to feel them, but it's not okay to hold them. But that's just me, and I'm just saying. Hey guys, you're here. I'm here. I'm pleased. You know I love the company. Shout out to everybody for being here. This is me, Danny, and you're listening to the Just Saying Podcast.